websites, traffic, SEO, Google search results, analytics. It can all be so confusing. Well, stay tuned because today Krista talks to Trevor Mock, who is fired up about making those things simple. Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey everyone, I am so fired up and so excited to have you here. And we have got Trevor, the CEO of Carrot. Yes, that's right, Carrot, C-A-R-R-O-T. Hey, Trevor, how you doing? What's up, Krista, man? I'm, I'm pumped to be on the podcast with you finally. I know we've, we've been connecting for, shoot, a couple of years now, and I'm excited for you. This is fun. Yeah, and I got to say, so, you know, I don't know if people know me or not, but I don't refer just anyone. First of all, I will not refer anyone unless I personally use them, had quite success, and I've done it for a long time. And the the fact that they share the same vision and values that I do. And Trevor is actually in my mastermind with Russell, Bre- with Russell Brunson at ClickFunnels. We're in his inner circle. And so I met Trevor um, two years ago, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. So I'm super excited to talk to you about what he has to offer, what he does. And let me just put it out there right now. As of this moment, Trevor has never paid me a dime. He doesn't give me money. I still pay him for using the software, and I refer him to my students like crazy. And I would say probably at least half of my students actually use Trevor, if not more. And we just love him. So Trevor, tell me what you've got going on. Krista, uh, for, first of all, I kind of want to give people context. You mentioned that we met at a mastermind and, and it's, it's funny. I didn't join a coaching program, didn't get in a mastermind for probably like the first three, four, five years as an entrepreneur thinking I could kind of try to try to figure it out myself, you know? And I so wish I did all that earlier. I've got um, a coach, you know, full-time, not a full-time coach, but a coach that I hop on with uh, every week now, and we get we get together in person a few times a year. And I've had coaches for that like four years now. And so um, the way that Chris and I met y'all was at a mastermind program, and that that's like my my biggest takeaways from those all the time is the people I meet. And so I just want to challenge everyone listening to this: is go find or form your own mastermind, uh, even if it's a local one there with other agents. So it doesn't matter what it is; just get around with people because you make amazing connections like this for sure. Um, but yeah, kind of what, what we're working on right now, Krista, and, and, and the, the things, kind of the, the message I'm trumpeting out to the market is, is we have a, a unique position here at Carrot where we really came from the investment side of things. You know, we came from the investment side of things and the real estate agent side of things is, is newer to us the past two, two and a half years. We, we were dabbling in it two and a half years ago when we met you, we were, we were, we were, we had just gotten into the previous three, four, five, six months, and now we're working with shoot upwards of 500 agents right now, um, and uh, and it keeps on growing and growing and growing. And the main thing I just want to kind of walk you guys through, and we'll take you through the whole journey and what you as a real estate agent should really do right now to make sure that during the two shifts that are happening right now, there's two shifts happening, and we can talk about what those two shifts are, uh, but how do you stay not just relevant, but thrive? Because we're going to see a lot of agents that are going to struggle. Mm-hmm. 
And that's, you know, we want to, we want agents to thrive, not only survive, like I teach you, let's yep. teach you how to survive through the session, through the session, how to be recession proof, how to be Zillow proof, how to be open door proof, all these different companies that are coming in and trying to sort of weed real estate agents and lenders out. We are going to show you not only how to survive, but our methods to teach you how to thrive, to become, have more financial time, more financial freedom, and just really enjoy your life, like enjoy what you're doing again. So let's talk about that. What are the two shifts that you feel that we're seeing right now? Yes, there's a couple shifts, and we've been seeing this, like I said, on the investment side for years because um, you started to see, I think it was literally five years ago around there, it was right around the time when we, when we had started Carrot. I remembered um, looking at Zillow, and Zillow had these landing pages that were popping up. This is four or five years ago, guys, so this isn't new. They had landing page pop up, popping up in different markets that was, that was um, they called it something different, but I think it was Zillow Offers or something like that at the time. And they had a landing page up, pop up for Zillow Offers and it would go away. And it'd pop up and it'd go away. And this is four or five years ago as they were starting to test the waters of do we want to go into the home buying side of things. And the business that we've been in is helping real estate investors, mainly, mainly your flippers, house, you know, house flippers, land flippers, wholesalers, um, uh, rental property owners, find more off-market leads and deals, work with those clients on the seller and buyer side of things. So we're intimately aware of how that side of the market works. And as we were starting to see Zillow dabble in that, and then you see Open Door pop up three, four years ago, and then you have your offer pads, and you have all this tech investment that's coming into the market. And what happens is if you look at the, if you look at the, the upswing of tech investment, they call it prop tech. You know, that's the fancy phrase for it is prop tech is, is uh, technology solutions that are trying to make the real estate transaction more efficient. And that, that's what their aim is. And you see tons of these startups coming up and, and you guys, you guys probably all see it in Facebook where there's threads popping up. Oh, here's another one. Here's another agent killer and ag agents are going to be, you know, irrelevant in five years. And, and that's something I think if you hear it enough, if you don't know the data, you can start to believe it. And yeah, a lot of people are getting, they're getting afraid. They're, they're scared. They're scared, you know, because, well, first of all, they haven't changed their business model in a long time. And all the technology and innovation is scaring them. So we need to teach them not to be afraid. People are always yep. going to need us. They're going to need real estate agents to guide them. We just, but we're going to need the, the ones that are doing it correctly mm -hmm. and the ones that are 21st century marketing styles. Exactly, exactly. So you see all the people posting that agents are going to be irrelevant. And I want to kind of tie you guys back to um, back to the, the late 1980s, early 1990s into an industry that I feel is very similar, where you're going to see that you're, you, if you look at history, you can see what's likely going to happen now. So the first tech, the first shift that's happening right now is, is, is technology is catching up with the inefficiencies in the market. The second shift is we're just at the top end of the market, if not over the top end in some spots, right? So just inherently when, when we're there, uh, when real estate's doing great, everybody wants to do real estate, both on the investment side and the agent side. So it creates more competition, um, which is amazing, right? It's amazing because the opportunity is there and it brings so many people in because there is, a, a, there is amazing opportunity in real estate. But in order to crack through that clutter, you've just got to do some extra things to make sure you're standing out, that make sure you're building authority. And so I want to take you back to late, late 1980s. I think it was 1987, there was a stock crash. It was like a massive stock crash. Uh, the largest single day drop, uh, even larger than the one that caused the Great Depression in the 1920s. And you know, what happened during that stock crash, Krista, 
was technology was at a point to where all of this, all of the stock trades had to pretty much happen like over phones or in person, right? I'd have to pick up the phone of my stockbroker, call them and place an order or do something. They'd then do their thing because they've got the license, right? They have the license in the middle and I yeah. couldn't directly buy from the, the people over here because I got to go, go through the broker. And, um, and then what happens when they're during that stock crash, everyone's flooding the phone lines of these stockbrokers and then people weren't getting through. They weren't making their orders happen. Stockbrokers even started, stopped, stopped answering some phone calls because they were getting flooded in and, and, and there were regulations and deregulations that happened because of the massive inefficiency there. I just want to buy or sell a darn stock. And for some reason, having this person in the middle with the license and this inefficiency, it wasn't adding value to a lot of people anymore. And so technology was at a crazy unique point to where it was finally there to where they could make it in the early 90s where I could actually buy and sell a stock online. That's when you saw E-Trades pop up, Charles Schwab's, all those started popping up. And everyone was all over the news saying, you know, stockbrokers are dead, the stockbroker industry is dead. And if we really look and see what happened in history and how we, how we parallel it to what's happening right now in real estate, is there was an entity that had a license and you had to go through that entity that had the license in order to buy or sell this thing, right? That's very similar to what's happening in real estate right now, right? Yes, yes. And then, and then number two is there was inefficiencies that made it to where some people, not all, but some people felt that they could have a more efficient transaction if they didn't have to go through that person, if technology could do it. And also technology people saw, well, we can make the transaction cheaper. We can make it quicker. And so they did. But there's a whole hunk of people that, that yeah, they definitely feel comfortable with doing the research and they feel comfortable with logging in online and making a stock purchase. And they care about the extra few, the, the few bucks that they're going to save by making the purchase versus working with a, a broker. But most people want to be guided, like you mentioned. Most I people. do. I don't want to. I I've got my stockbroker. I don't even. I don't like to touch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. You want you want to be guided. So the ones who thrived are the ones who actually specialized. It's the ones who said, "Okay, I can't just I can't just be the person who has a license now and makes money just because I've got a license. I've got to be a person that specializes. I've got to be a person that niches, and then I've got to get my content out there so people know the value that I have as a." investment advisor or whatever it is. And over the, over the decades after that, you saw these designations popping up. Registered investment advisor popped up, finance, certified financial planner, wealth advisors, like dozens of these, des these designations popped up over the, over the decades after that. And what we now see is not a stockbroker industry that's dead. It shifted, it massively shifted. The ones who didn't shift and, and niche down, specialize and start to create content and go out there and build authority. The ones who didn't shift, yes, they became call center employees for E-Trader Charles Schwab. Give but me a favor, I want you to repeat that because I want everyone listening to understand. Trevor and I, he's the one of the most, we're so like-minded. When I hear Trevor speak, I feel like I'm listening to myself. Mm -hmm. I want you to repeat that because this is what you've got to hear and everything he's just said. So repeat that last sentence. Yeah, that, so the part about the shift, you, you got to shift? About the, the people that actually survived and thrived were the ones that... Awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. So, so going back to that, guys and gals, there, there were two groups. There was one group that said, hey, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not going to shift. I've got the license. I'm, I've, I have a protected path. And then the other one said, okay, we have to shift. So the ones who shifted with the market are the ones who won. The ones who didn't became call center employees. And it was funny... Um, I think this is about a month ago. There was a, it was at Inman and it was the CEO of, of is it OfferPad or, or um, one of those, um, Open Door. And he actually said on this to the Inman guy, he said, he said, no, we're not going against agents. He said, actually, we want to work with agents and we're going to have 
hundreds, if not a thousand plus salaried agents on staff. Now, guys, it's the same thing. Those people that are if those people that are that are going to become salaried agents on staff for these big tech giants are the ones who didn't shift. Are like, well, I've got the license, but man, it's like, how do I actually win and how do I stand out? And so now let's kind of make the shift there. Now, how do you stand out? Um, I started to study a lot of this years and years and years ago. And before we started Carrot, uh, my previous company was a publishing company. I had, and I had a, 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 a digital marketing company where we worked with big, big companies, you know, half a billion dollar year companies, things like that, to really drive their online strategy and to, to use content to build authority and then to help guide people towards a purchase decision. And so as I started Carrot, I said, man, my previous business, my publishing company, it made good money, but it was this boom and bust model. You know, like we had to bring in a ton of leads and then get the business. Then, no, shoot, where the next one's going to come from? Because a lot of it was joint venture based or we had to do paid traffic, which it worked great until we got slapped by Google. And then we had to figure out the next thing. And so going into this business, I said, man, what do I want to build? Like, how do I want my own business to build to be? And I, and I wrote down some non-negotiables. And one of them was like, I want my business to be predictable. Like, I want it to be consistent. I want to be able to predict one, two, three, four, five months out, likely what my business is going to be like. And I started to pull back and write down, how do I do that? How do you create a business that is more predictable, that's more consistent, that builds momentum, that isn't something that goes up and down? And, and I went back and looked at all the marketing that I was doing that was building momentum. It was slower. It was slower, but it built momentum. And it was consistent and predictable. And it was always content. It's like every single time we doubled down on content and, and got content online that was valuable for our marketplace and we built authority. It's like that's the stuff that years later was still online working for us. The, the, but the other stuff, the boom and bust stuff, it worked until it didn't. And then we had to kind of reshift and do some other things. And so that's when we started Carrot. We said, we're just going to go all in content. Let's build a business that's consistent, that's predictable, that builds momentum, that adds tons of value, that, that has an impact on people in a massive way. And that's what we've been doing for the last five and a half years is helping people control Google, essentially the conversation on Google with content. And, and, and I'll kind of make this shift on the agent side is, is if we know that the market is shifting, and we know that the way that you win is you've got to shift. The shift that you have to make is to become a local authority. I know Krista talks about this a lot, um, is how do you become that local authority? And those who become that local authority, especially in the niches, are, are not going to see your commissions continue to be compressed. You know, if you're a local authority, you're not going to be someone who, because if you're a local authority, you are going to be someone who people are attracted to you, and you're not going to have to go out there and always pound the pavement for 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 you know new new people all the time because you're going to get people attracted to you and if you're a local authority guys um, what's going to happen is you're going to be insulated from a lot of these changes because as the ones who aren't an authority don't change they're going to be a commodity their commissions get compressed 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 until they're at a point to where they don't want to do the business anymore and so becoming a local authority is critical let me just interrupt you for one second. I want to explain to, to everyone listening. There's a difference between being a local authority and being an expert. An expert. Yep. So, for example, if you're listening to this podcast, you are listening because you're I'm you're here. We're mm -hmm. watching this on YouTube. You're watching this because for some reason you are identifying me as being a local, as being an, a, an authority figure. Now I know that I'm an expert. I've been in the business for 18 years. I've sold just around 2,000 homes, give or take. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been in the top one percent. I'm an expert. But if you did not know that I was an authority figure, you would not be here. So many of you are listening to this going, well, I'm, a, I'm an expert. I know what I'm doing. I'm an authority. But you 
may be an expert but not be an authority. An authority figure is somebody who people look to for advice that they trust as, as an advisor. The only way that you can become an authority figure is by getting the message out there, being that go-to trusted advisor, trusted resource, trusted expert. You get that by producing content and properly distributing it in front of your community to become the local expert authority. So you're an expert, that's great, but if no one knows that you're an expert, they don't know the experience that you have, they don't know what knowledge you have, you're not an authority figure. So they're not gonna look to you that way. The way that you become the authority is by producing content, becoming the mayor or the mayorette of your town, anything real estate, community, loan related, you know about. And that's how you become the authority. So there's two different love things, it. An expert and authority. I'm so glad you brought this up because there's been a bunch of new frameworks I've been creating, Chris's. I've been working with lots and lots of agents and we're seeing a lot of things work. And along the lines of what you would talk about there, so if you guys are watching the video version of this, you'll be able to see, I pulled my whiteboard off to the side, I started drawing as Chris was saying, he's like, ah, I've got something here. And so- uh, Just this, explain what you're writing because this is gonna be on the podcast and then also yep. on YouTube, okay. For sure, yeah. So if you guys are listening to the podcast version, go to go to Chris's YouTube channel, subscribe on her channel, and check out this episode. But I drew a diagram on the on the wall behind me, uh, on the whiteboard behind me. And I don't really have I don't really have a name for it, but we'll call it the influence earning matrix. And so what happens is at the bottom of the of of this matrix, you have a vertical axis and a horizontal axis that I drew. Uh, at the bottom of it, the horizontal axis is influence. Okay, and that's that's your ability to influence your market, influence your prospects people like that, right? Over here on the left side, the vertical axis is money, is your earning potential. And so on the very uh, bottom left side of this, this income earning or the influence earning potential matrix is the servicer. That's an agent who's got the license. They have the ability to do the transactions. They can process the paperwork. That's like, that's, that's your Aunt Betty who has the license and she does a couple deals a year. You know, she does a few deals a year, very, very part-time. And, and I could work with her because she's got the license. So she get it on the market for me for like really cheap, you know. That's a service. <laughs> she's a commodity. Um, and, and Betty is going to be one of the first ones that gets pushed out of the market, or she's just going to continue to have the license and pick up a deal here or there when she, when she needs to. But the earning potential is not very high when you're a servicer and you're not going to influence anyway. You're, you're just kind of there and you're probably going to have to really cut your rate down quite, quite a lot. Then you have the expert, like Krista was saying. Most agents fit in this bucket right now. Most agents are, they would consider themselves an expert. They fit in the expert bucket. It's, I, I know a lot about something, right? I know a lot of, 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 of information about something. And there's a lot of experts in college, in college, uh, college campuses, right? Tons of experts in college campuses. They're called professors. And what happens with professors is, is they're not, most of them are not authorities because not a lot of people know that they're an expert, like Krista had said. The only difference between an expert and authority is a lot of people know that you're an expert if you're an authority. And how do, how do you get a lot of people to know that you're an expert? It's with content, right? Guys, like, that's literally the only way. The only way you can build authorities with content. The only way. Let, let's talk about content. So here's what content is. Content is you're getting your message out there. You're mm -hmm. distributing information, value, tips. You're, you're giving people what they need. You're answering questions and you're doing it in a way that they actually, it's being in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, when you go to a, um, a, a conference or you go to a seminar, you're going to that seminar because you want to learn from the person that's on stage. For some reason, that person on, the, on that stage that you're going to pay to that seminar for, pay to that training has demonstrated to you that they are not only the expert, that they are the authority. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to come to a place 
as real estate agents, as lenders, as local professionals, with whatever our, our, our job is, our career is, that everyone in our community around us, that they know what it is that we're doing because we're constantly giving information, advice, and value. And we're showing up where they are looking, distributing it. That's how you become the authority. So I really want you to understand, Trevor wants you to understand that authority and expert, two totally different things, okay? And the only way to become the authority, which is going to help you make more money, right? Stay in the business longer, have more credibility is by producing content through videos, through mm -hmm. blogs, through vlogs in, on social media. I mean, it's, it's so, so powerful. So I want you to really get what, what he's saying here. I, I love it. And those of you who are watching the, who are watching the video version of it, as you go up this scale, uh, like Chris said, you, you earn more money, you have more, more earning potential and your commissions don't get compressed as much. People don't go to authorities and start to, and start to negotiate down your 3% commission. Maybe they do, but they're not as successful. Okay. But down here for experts and servicers, you can better believe that people are going to be negotiating the heck out of your commission because they've got the leverage you don't. Well, and that's why, you know, that's why there's the discount brokers. There's, you know, no offense, but the Redfins and, um, you know, Zillow offering all these discounts because they are not the authority figure. Zillow might be known as the authority figure as the actual corporation, but the yeah. agents that work for them, no one even knows who they are. So when you're going head to head against, a, you know, a servicer or even an expert that no one knows about, if you have the authority and you have that, that's respect that you've already earned. They've already know you, they like you, they trust you. They see you as a, as a trusted advisor. If they're going to looking for information, you are able to show your value add. I get asked all the time, how do I show my value? I'm like, well, <laughs> start showing it. Like yeah. let people see it. That's the way you do it. And, and we're, we're doing it right here, right? I mean, like we're, we're, both of us are hopping on here. We're delivering value. Um, many of you may not know who, who I am yet, but by the end of this, you're going to see, man, there was some good content there. He knows a little bit about something there. And uh, if you dig into me more then you'll see that we're all over the place. We, we, We have such a good track that the up and down cycle, right? But every 30 years or so, see a bigger Trevor, there's a little bit of a, um, a bigger type of a shift. Oh, like there, are you there? Oh. Hey there, I lost you for a second, Trevor. Cool. We're here. We're back on. Go ahead. <laughs> cool. <sighs> All right. Awesome. No, so you, you, you guys know that the industry. You know what, Trevor? Hold on a second. My internet is a little bit sh shoddy for some reason. Okay. I don't know. I, I, this is. I don't know what's going on. So sorry, everyone. I'll have them edit this. Probably it's around twenty-five minutes in. Okay, I think we're good. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we're not. Okay, cool. So you got you guys know that the market you guys know that the market is, is shifting. There's two shifts that are happening right now. We already talked about that. And you know that in order to not just stay relevant relevant but thrive is to is you gotta be become an authority. Okay. And now a lot of people are kind of freaked out about, oh my gosh, so what does it take for me to be an authority? Do I have to be this charismatic person? Do I have to be outgoing? You know, do I have to have a podcast, all that kind of stuff? And you don't have to be any of those. We'll, we'll show you guys what you, exactly what you guys can do, but there's two things. 
So the first thing we talked about is the only way to build authority is with content. And um, I'm going to draw on the whiteboard again behind me. So if you guys are watching the YouTube version of this, you get a little bonus. If you're listening to the podcast version, go to Chris's YouTube channel and subscribe and check it out. Um, but right here, what happens is people then go, okay, cool. So content, awesome. I'm already doing content, right? I'm, I'm, I'm doing content on Facebook. I'm doing content on Instagram. They might be publishing some little articles or something like that on their, on their website. And, and I've got a concept called hamster wheel marketing versus evergreen marketing. Okay. And what I'm draw, drawn behind me, that's supposed to be a hamster wheel. So I'm not, not a good drawer, especially of animals. You guys get the idea. That's a hamster on a hamster wheel, or let's say it's a person on a hamster wheel. Okay. And then there's um, evergreen marketing, which I kind of look at more like a brick wall. Okay. And same thing. I'm drawing a, a picture behind me on this whiteboard. If you're listening to it, just visualize, close your eyes. Not, not if you're driving, please, but close your eyes and visualize myself dry, drawing a brick wall. And so hamster wheel marketing is marketing that you have to continue to do, right? You've got to always continue doing it. And then if you get off of the hamster wheel, it'll keep spinning for a little bit, but then eventually it, it, it stops and you got to get back on the hamster wheel to make it go again. Here's a great idea. Here's some examples of hamster wheeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's lenders knocking on realtors doors. It's realtors doing open houses, cold calling or door knocking. You might get results, but the second you stop or you go on vacation or you get sick, all that goes away. Your lead generation stops. That's what he's talking about, about hamster wheel marketing. Exactly. Exactly. And shoot, I did a webinar the other day and there was an agent on there and I brought this up and I said, because when you're in the hamster wheel marketing uh, mindset, and it's not that you can't do hamster wheel marketing, right? It's just if you base your whole business off of that, it becomes a business that you don't like. You don't enjoy it anymore. You don't have the freedom. You get trapped. You don't feel like you can take vacations. You don't feel like you can take two weeks off or a month off. Your business runs you. If that's all you're doing, your business is running you. And the second you stop doing it, your business stops. Exactly. And there was a person on that webinar I was doing the other day. And they were saying, oh my gosh, that's me. I haven't taken a vacation in two years. And I'm going, man. We, guys, guys and guys, we all become entrepreneurs for, for certain reasons. And here's, here's why I did. And I think it's very similar to you is you, you do it for freedom. You do it for flexibility. You want to grow the finances for sure, but then you want to make an impact. And what happens with all of us is we get into we, our marketing drives us instead of us driving our marketing. And it makes it to where we have a business that traps us and cages us instead of giving us freedom, flexibility, growing our finances and helping us to make an impact. And so some of those examples like Krista had given, uh, even, even direct mail, like I love direct mail. It's great, but that's a hamster wheel marketing, right? You've got to do it. And then it has a lifespan, then it stops. Um, and I'm not saying not to do any of these. They work like, just like hopping on a hamster wheel. When you move it, it will move. It works, but you just have to recognize that if you want to build your business off of hamster wheel marketing and, and you want freedom, flexibility, impact and finances, then you have to either plug people and systems in to run the hamster wheel for you. So you're not getting on it. Um, or you have to have other, other marketing in your business too. That's more like brick wall, like evergreen marketing. And then the hamster wheel stuff is just stuff that picks up uh, during the middle. So now the brick wall stuff, evergreen marketing, right? So we have evergreen. I'm just gonna write evergreen. What is evergreen? Evergreen marketing for us, and this is where when we started Carrot, we said we wanna create consistent, predictable momentum. When, when we create content today and create marketing today, I want that marketing to be working for me in a year, in two years, in five years. We literally have blog posts we put up six years ago, right when we were starting Carrot, that still get traffic and still get us customers today. And so the same thing happens with Krista. The same thing happens with a lot of agents uh, that are following this model is they're still doing hamster wheel marketing possibly. Cool, keep doing it because it works. Like keep doing that stuff, 
right? Just rec- just recognize what it is. Um, if if you're if you're doing a bunch of posts on 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 Facebook all the time and you've got to do two or three posts a day, awesome! Like keep doing them. Just carve that out in, in your time. Just recognize that the second you stop doing those, they won't work for you unless you create systems or plug people into those, which that's what you've got to do, people and systems. So on this side of things, when you look at the brick wall, if, if, you, if you think about building a brick wall, right, versus, versus hopping on a hamster wheel, it's easy to hop on a hamster wheel and start running and you get results immediately. That feels good. You see the thing moving. With the brick wall, you look at it and go, man, bricks are heavy, Right. You got to pick it up. It takes a little bit of work. You got to stack the thing and then you got to go back and get another one. And, and a brick wall really isn't useful until it's like many layers tall. The first couple layers of brick wall isn't really going to do you much good, you know, until, so you got to keep on working. So you've got to have the vision that once I build that brick wall tall enough, four, five, 10, 15 uh, levels high, then it's going to work. It's going to bounce stuff back for me, right? And that's what we, that's what we really want to do. And that's what we focus in on our clients is doing is because let's do some short, short-term stuff that is, is hamster wheel stuff for now to get the ball rolling. Let's make that happen. Let's find ways to get people and processes plugged into those or turn them into ads. So Facebook is our personal process. And that's something Chris is amazing at. Follow everything she does over there, guys and gals, on the Facebook side. But then we go, while we're doing that, let's create that authority-building content. And we'll shift into what that content is now. And let's stack one now and let's do another one next week. And uh, this could be, a, this could be a, a, a niche location page right? And we'll talk about niche location pages. And maybe this is a video post, you know, it's a three to five minute short video, you talking about one of your niches. And then maybe that's another location page, another location page, another location page, and maybe a video, a video, a video, a market update, right? Like a bunch of those types of things, you're building bricks. And in these, these types of content don't have to be complicating, or complicated, you can get as fancy or as simple as you want to get with them. I know, Christy, you guys are great with the green screen stuff, and it looks amazing, and I love it. Um, and and uh, that's an amazing. We do plenty of just regular con- content too. But here's what I want you to understand: is that when you when when people when buyers go to buy, whether whether they're you know looking for a real estate agent, whether they're looking to get a loan, whether they're looking for a local professional, uh, you know, a CPA, an accountant, the first thing that they do is they go online and they do research. Yep. Most buyers aren't taking action immediately. They're researching three, six months beforehand. So when you're producing content, you're showing up online where they're looking as long as your content's properly being distributed, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got the SEO and all that going. And that's what's so powerful here is that as you're building your bricks, as you're building your content, that's going to be on the web, stay there forever. When people go to do their research and their search, you're going to show up. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, and that, and that's where people are going. They're not going first to an open house before they've ever gone to an open house, before they've ever walked into that professional's office, they've done research about what it is that they're wanting to do. Yep. If they're wanting to buy a house or refinance, they're looking online about interest rates. They're looking at, you know, and you want to be there to be the information source where they're getting the information from. You do that by producing content on a consistent basis. Are you getting inspired? Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more pearls of wisdom from Trevor in just a few seconds. Thanks for taking the time to tune in out of your busy day. I appreciate it. Do you have big dreams? I think you do. And that's why you're listening to this podcast and probably others. Maybe you're ready to start closing one or two more deals a month, or maybe you want to feel secure enough to go from part-time agent to full-time career. Whatever it is, I know that I can help. The truth is, there is a better way of doing business. 
If you're struggling to make ends meet, or you're constantly feeling like you're being pulled away from your family to answer clients, it's not your fault. That's what we were taught. Most agents feel just like you do, and I remember feeling the exact same way. But there's a new way to do business, and it's at your fingertips. All you have to do is go to www.themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve a call today with one of my business development coaches. They're going to take it 20 minutes to actually review your strategy and to talk to you about what the next steps are. We've helped over 600 agents across the nation in small markets and in large markets absolutely change their business. Now, here's the deal. Don't be afraid. There's no pressure. There's no pitch. In fact, we need to see if you're a good fit for our program. And if all this call does is actually help you craft a plan and look in more detail over the next 30 days to get one or two more clients, wouldn't it be worth it? Well, of course it would. Now, you've got big dreams, but what have you done recently to put those dreams into action? We can help you. Go to themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast. Again, themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve your call today. Don't let fear hold you back. There's a new way of doing business and we found it. See you soon. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing is to all kind of lay out to people like a, a real good action plan here. And if you guys can visualize exactly what Krista mentioned there of, of the flow of how someone does a search. Okay. First of all, they're probably taking out their cell phone because it's probably 830 at night. They're laying in bed. They're thinking about selling their home or buying their home. They're flipping through. And what people usually do is you start really broad, right? You start really broad. You go Brentwood homes for sale or Roseburg homes for sale or sell my house Roseburg or whatever it is, right? You start really broad, usually at the city level at that point. And then you do some research and those city level searches for buyers are usually going to be Zillow, Realtor.com and Trulia. Now, but what usually you mean by that is that's who's going to show up. So people go and they do a search, right? Mm-hmm. And they put in, you know, Brentwood homes for sale. The first things that you're going to see that show up are advertisement ads from Zillow, Trulia, you know, Redfin, all these different companies. The mm-hmm. idea is, I'm just trying to explain, Trevor, because you're, you know this so well and people that are listening, they don't understand like what you're saying is about hundred percent fill in the gaps. Yep. No, I, I love it. So you're going to do those searches and for a city level search, the, the big national ones are going to be really hard to knock off your Zillow's and your, your Rolter.com. But then what they're going to do next is they're going to, they're going to discover a part of town or a neighborhood or a type of house that they really, really like. And it might be the, the houses on the river, the specific country club or the specific neighborhood. And then they're going to start to search that. So their, their search is going to get more narrow on Google and they're going to go back to Google. And now this time type up, you know, Melrose, Roseburg homes for sale. That's a neighborhood within Roseburg. And then they're going to narrow it down. They might type another few neighborhoods. Those ones, the neighborhoods, the niches, those are the ones we can compete against Zillow and Realtor on and beat. That's going to be really hard to beat them at the city level, but we can really beat them at the niche level, at the North Home Car River homes for sale or oceanfront homes and blah, 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 or this specific neighborhood or horse property for sale and you know whatever Kansas. That stuff is stuff we can completely control and own those niches. And we do it through location pages first. And what a location page is, is is simply we've deconstructed what Zillow had done to win their to win the market uh, in a very technical way. That's kind of my background is how do we build a website in a tech stack that performs at an insanely high level and then let's deconstruct the ones who are already winning in the search engines where we want to rank and then let's 
uh, build a page ourselves that tries to beat them. And so we did the same thing with Zillow. This is a couple of years ago. We figured out how many words they have on their page. How is it set up? Where do they have it here? Like a bunch of techie stuff you guys don't want to want to or need to hear about. And we, we can give you guys a free resource on what our beat Zillow framework looks like so you guys can emulate it. But essentially, once we figured that out, we said, okay, cool. All the pages should have about this many words on them. You should say these types of things on them. You should optimize them in this way. And you have a really good chance of beating Zillow and Realtor.com for those niche phrases. And, and what he means by niche phrases are what people are actually typing into Google, right? Yep. So when he's talking about niching and, and neighborhoods and all this, people are actually typing certain words into Google. Mm -hmm. And the idea is for you to show up because of the content that you're producing in this search engine, in Google's you know first page, second page. And it's not hard to do. But when you only do really specific phrases, it's difficult to really show up because you're competing with Zillow and all these, these other companies that are buying the ad space. And quite and honestly, the, the I think about 33%, Trevor, of of Google searches are actually like four or five words or more. So actually mm -hmm. the more specific you get, you're still showing up a third of the time. So yep. don't be afraid to be too specific. And I want to say something, so many agents and lenders and local professionals are so afraid to niche. They feel like if I niche, if I just talk about one neighborhood or if I just talk about, you know, millennials or moving up or moving down or buying in this certain subdivision, then I'm limiting myself from all these other people. And what you have to understand is that is not the case at all. You're still gonna get referrals. You're still gonna, people are still gonna see you. They're still gonna call you. But when people go on Google to do a specific search, you want to show up and you will if you start producing content relevant to that search. So the idea is to be producing content on multiple niches, you know, yep. different ones on a regular basis. So you start showing up. That's, I mean, that is the fastest way for you to dominate and make more money and double your income over the next year is being committed to, to, to dominating three or four niches, producing content every week or every other week on those niches. And before you know it, you're just going to be like, wow, Exactly, exactly. And I'll, I'll, I'll walk you guys through exactly what we teach people to do. And there's certain systems we have in our software to make it easier, but I'll teach you guys what we do. And there's a, a, a guy named Ron, a real estate agent named Ron out of St. Augustine, Florida that was on the call I was on yesterday. And Ron was kind of struggling with the whole niche concept. And every single time I talk with agents, it's probably like 75% struggle with it, 25% kind of like, okay, they, they adopt it pretty quick. Or maybe, maybe the numbers are flip-flopped even worse. Maybe like 10% of agents really dive into it and adopt it fast. But most, mo most agents do have some resistance there, which is natural. And, and it's because exactly like you had mentioned, they think, well, shoot, if I restrict my market, therefore it's going to mean actually less earning potential. And it's actually the opposite. When you restrict, totally part, of your, opposite. Mm -hmm. when you restrict part of your market and your messaging, you actually have larger earning potential because you can go deeper into that market rather than just getting the surface level stuff on the top. And so Ron said, man, I don't really know what my niches would be. I just want to sell any homes in St. Augustine. And my questions, I always like to ask people, I said, okay, so let's just say, for example, let's, let's, let's find you some niches here on uh, what types of properties in St. Augustine pay you well, you really like the types of people that, that buy, that you work with, with those, and you're an expert in them. And he's like, man, uh, condos, oceanfront condos. I'm like, cool. You didn't tell me like he, he, he didn't think that that was a niche before for him. He goes, I love, I love it. There's a big opportunity for it because of this and because of that. And I said, cool, let's go to Google. And I started to type up in Google really slowly like a searcher would do. I started to type up 
you know, St. Augustine condos for sale. And then you start to see Google pop up some suggested searches. And I scroll to the bottom of that search result and see the related searches Google gives me. And it gave me a ton of keyword phrases that people are typing in every single month about buying condos in St. Augustine, Florida. There was even one that said something about St. Augustine. It was condos for sale in St. Augustine, Florida that allow pets or something like literally people are typing that enough for Google to say, Hey, Look at this. There's people typing this every single month. And so the light bulb went off in his mind. He goes, man, that's amazing. So one of my niches doesn't have to be my only one, but one of my niches can be condos in St. Augustine, Florida. And so we had five or six keyword phrases, which pretty much for us are content pieces. So you, you would create a location page, a niche location page on your carrot site or whatever, whatever system you have that would literally take that keyword. You know, it's St. Augustine condos for sale that allow pets and cool. Then I don't know how you would actually you probably wouldn't be able to find an IDX search that does that one, but you could create a bunch of content on there, create a video, walk through some of the communities that maybe show and allow pets, have at least five to 800 words on that page minimum. Otherwise it's not going to have a chance to rank well in Google. We have a whole framework for it. We can give you guys for free later. So that's the first step. The second step then is go cool. We, we've got the location page. So I'm doing some more drawings guys. If you're watching the YouTube version, you get the benefit of my amazing, amazing stick drawings, but you have the homepage here. Okay, you have homepage there. Let me erase some of this stuff. Get rid of this. Okay, so we have the homepage. And then what, what we have next uh, outside of homepages are the niche landing pages. So uh, niche location pages, okay? So we have niche location pages. We suggest this primarily focus on your primary city first. So you do your primary city. Okay, so primary city. And then the three or four or five niches within the primary city. Each one of those should have their own page and just grab the keywords from Google that people are typing in. So explain what you mean as far as, so uh, you wanna have your own primary city and then what are the niche is, explain what those niches would be in each city so people understand. Yeah, so the, here, here's an example. So let's go back to Ron's example there. So his primary city might be, and let's say he's looking for buyers of homes, okay? His primary city is St. Augustine and he's looking for St. Augustine home buyers. So that page would be St. Augustine homes for sale. Okay, that, that's a, that's a city-wide um, page for buyers. And then a niche is condos for him, okay? So he would do St. Augustine condos for sale. That'd be another page for that. And then what, are, you know, what other niches might he have? I mean, he, he might have three or four other niches. It might be a certain neighborhood, a certain type of a part of town or whatever it is. If you want to get really crazy with this um, and really get great results over the long term, there's sub-niches. Okay, so you have St. Augustine homes for Florida homes for sale is your primary city. And then you have St. Augustine condos for sale as a niche. And you're going to have a better chance ranking that well on Google and beating some of the players there. But then here, let's say you have St. Augustine oceanfront condos for sale. That's a sub niche because now we added a qualifier, a modifier of oceanfront condos. That one's going to be even easier to rank for. And the cool thing about it, guys and gals, is this is, this is the power of niching once again. Okay. If you, if you're ranking really high, for and, and getting traffic for people who are specifically looking for oceanfront condos in St. Augustine for sale, and you're an expert in oceanfront condos, and you have five or six videos in your website that shows your expertise in that, and then you then you retarget them back on Facebook following Krista's training videos about condos on the ocean in St. Augustine, Florida. You're going to crush it. No one else is going to do that. Okay, and and those people are highly highly targeted, highly targeted people. Your, your lead to close ratio is going to be amazing. Uh, one, one thing I, I hear a lot of complaints from agents is certain types of leads. It takes a ton of leads to turn into a client. The more you get niched with your messaging, 
the, the fewer leads it takes you to turn into a client. I just did a webinar today and about three minutes of the webinar talked about pre making sure that you produce content that's relevant mm -hmm. and speaks directly to the person at the stage of the buying or selling process. Meaning the more relevant your content is that speaks to, to someone directly, the more likely they're going to convert and the more likely they're going to continue to follow you. Open your emails, stay with you longer. So like, let me just give you an example, not real estate related or not professional related. Mm -hmm. I'm 48 years old, right? I'm probably going through menopause right now. So if I see or something on, you know, the radio that says, are you, you know, going through menopause and having hot flashes? I'm like, yeah, let me listen to that. Okay. I want to hear this. Yeah. But then if you're, if it, there, if there's a 25 year old guy, that's like not going through menopause, he's, he's like tuning out. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So the more hyper specific that you can get that speaks to your consumer about what they're interested in or what they're looking for, they are going to tune in and go, oh, I want to know more information about that. And as they continue to see you over and over and over again about that specific niche or topic, they're like, this is the authority figure. That's where I'm going. Yep. And, and they'll, they'll work with you over Aunt Betty at that point because Absolutely. you're an expert on it. Because you're an expert on it, right? And so you're, you're going to first get your homepage up. Your, your homepage has got to have good credibility on it. Uh, get the stock photos off of there. Put good local photos. Have a really good about page. That's going to be critical. Get all Guys, take all of your Zillow testimonials and your Facebook testimonials and reviews. Get them on your, on your reviews page on your website because your website needs to become your credibility and conversion hub. And that's got to be a big deal. If you're using a broker-provided website, you're losing out on transactions every single month right now probably if you're doing any level of marketing because they're going to do searches for you online whether you know it or not. And they're finding your site and all they see is your pretty glamour shot. They see a bunch of um, IDX property listings that every other agent in the market also has the same IDX property listings on there. They see a phone number and email address. And, and some people are, you know, they're like, oh, I get a free website from my brokerage. That free website is costing you thousands and thousands of dollars. Exactly. I use Carrot. I love Carrot. We generate so many leads from Carrot because they are a content-driven website. So here's the difference with utilizing Carrot. And again, I don't make any money from Carrot. They don't pay me. I pay them. It just works really, really well. So the difference with Carrot is, is that Carrot's website is designed SEO from their pages to the content to the back end to make sure that when you produce content, material on the website, on their landing pages, that you will rank higher in Google when people start to do searches. If you are just utilizing your brokers or your, you know, their website, you're missing out on all that traffic. And if you are doing that, please make sure that when you actually leave your company that you get to take your leads with you. I just had recently a student that came onto us and we realized that she was utilizing her brokers, um, uh, website and when she left to exchange brokerages they took all of her database her entire serum all of her leads everything so it can really really cost you you want to be showing up not your brokerage mm -hmm. uh, that's that's huge that's huge right there guys if if you guys take nothing else away from this call make sure you guys have that part of it tied down i love it i love it so you get the home page set up get your credibility on there make sure it's amazing on mobile Start to get your location, your niche location landing pages set up because that's going to help you uh, build authority in those niches and start to get those Google rankings if you set it up on a website that's going to help you do that. And then the last part of the, the piece for us is just that consistent content you do. And, and what we do internally at Carrot, and we, we kind of eat our own dog food, um, is, is we do short three to five minute videos. The reason we do that, um, um, you, you can do longer videos, you can do shorter videos. 
that's not all that we do. Okay. That's not all that we do is shorter videos. I'm saying here's this one very clear strategy is there's something I call video posts. And this is probably three or four years ago. We started doing videos. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't want to sit down and write content because in order to rank well in Google, you have to have a lot of really, really good content on there. It has to be robust content. It can't be a hundred words, can't be 200 words. You really ideally need between 500 and 800 words of good quality content on your pages for Google to start to get your ranked high in competitive phrases. And so I was going, man, I know that I need to do this. This is what's going to help me rank well in Google and get all those amazing prospects that they're the best prospects you can possibly get because they're seeking out a solution actively. Um, and I said, well, what if I shot videos and just transcribe the words out of the videos? And so I started to do that manually and it started to work. We would put the video up on our website. We take the transcription, we put it below it. We'd have a good title that just came from Google's suggested searches. We kind of put some stuff in there. And then eventually we kept on doing it and it was easier and we automated it in our system after that. So now you can go into Carrot, take your YouTube video that's three to five minutes long. I mean, you can put a 40 minute one in there if you want. I'm just saying three to five minutes is optimal because if the average person speaks 120 to 160 words a minute, Chris and I are both probably closer to the 160. Maybe but, 180 on my end. That's right. But the average, exactly. The average person speaks 120, 160 words a minute. So if, if Google's looking for articles that are around five to 800 words, um, you know, minimum, and you don't really want to make a 10,000 word article out of a video because it's not very readable. Um, then 120 words a minute, three minute video is about 500 word article. Okay. So, five what he's saying though is that when you create your videos, and some of you are going, oh my God, I can't even do a two minute, a 30 second video, let alone three to five. As you start to do this content and you really become an expert in what you're doing, it gets easier and easier. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. When you go and get in front of a, pers a prospective client, you know what you're talking about. You're the authority figure. Don't let the video camera hang you up. Just go in there and talk about what you know. Talk about the neighborhoods. Talk about the area. Talk about your product. Talk about your service as if you would if you were right in front of a client or a customer. Yeah. That's what makes this so, so valuable. Now, when you do that, you take the video. What he's saying is his software, you put the video up there, it transcribes it and gives you all the written words. So therefore, you have the words and the video on your website, which gives you higher search engine optimization with Google. It's like mm -hmm. hands down easy. It takes you two minutes to do. Literally, it's that simple. Yep. And then you can take the same darn video and follow Chris's training, and get it into Facebook, right? Turn it into Facebook ads, turn it into a, a, a video where we're trying to get uh, build your audience. Like take that same content that you did and deploy in multiple different spots. And that's where it gets powerful is you're taking this content and, and executing Chris's strategy on the Facebook side and the YouTube side. And then you're taking this content, putting it on your website to start to rank well for Google now. So now you're not just getting the social traffic, but now you're getting those really high high targeted um, leads that Zillow has been getting and selling back to you for the last several years. Now you're going to be able to, to get them yourself. And, and that's, that's the essential model from a, a high level is get that site dialed in, start to build location pages the way that we taught. Uh, we do have some, some tutorials and, and resources we can get you guys for free that show you this in more detail. And one thing, Chris, it's funny. I was getting a lot of people um, hitting me up that have these mental mind blocks around doing video content. And I'm sure you get it all the time. Uh, just because that, that's what you guys focus on. That's what you guys, that wor what's worked so great is your guys' video content. And so I'm like, man, how do I get him over this? And so I, I said, Brady, my, my video guy, I'm like, dude, film me coming up with an idea for a video. Film me researching it just through Google search. Film me filming myself doing the video. Film me uploading it from my cell phone to YouTube. Film me titling it and optimizing it and film me putting it into video posts, like do it all. 
And, and I did that and we could, I could probably get you a link, Chris, it's just a YouTube video where it's a 10 minute video. I did all that in 10 minutes, literally idea, research, recorded a four and a half minute video of me walking around my entrepreneur co-workspace here, giving people a tour. Um, the keyword that I pegged just by doing some Google searches was Roseburg co-working space. People are searching that. That's what this is. And I filmed a video on that. And within 10 minutes, all of that happened. Ideation, recording the video, uploading it from my cell phone, putting it into video post, full written article, okay, within 10 minutes. And so we now, can here's the deal. When you first start this, everyone, you're, it's going to take you longer, right? Yep. But as you start doing it more and more, it's just like anything else. It's the first time you French kiss somebody. You, you know, I bet the first guy I French kiss. It's the first <laughs> time you ride a bike and you, you fall and scrape your knees. Before you know it, you're doing wheelies and, you know, flips. It's exactly. just a matter of learning and getting over it. And it's, it's to the point where you don't have a choice. You've got to, got to, got to do it. Yep. I love it. And guys, I, I could talk about this all day. And I think, I think the one thing that I want to kind of hammer home here is this is, is the, the real estate profession's a, an amazing profession. It's something where you guys every single day get to talk with a lot of people. You get to be a, a, a voice and a face in the community and, and you get to add a lot of value, but, but more and more, uh, the conversation in general society that uh, people are trying to shift it away from that. People are trying to shift it away from that and saying, hey, why am I paying agents so much? Why is it that, you know, why do I have to hire an agent, da, 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 da. And you guys have such an opportunity right now to shift that back around and show, show the value that you truly add to the marketplace because you do. I never would have bought our home on the river without an agent. I never would have because it would, it would cost me a ton of money because that guy was an expert. He was an expert in it. The problem is, Krista, the only reason I knew he was an expert because he was a personal friend. Uh, there, he's not an authority in it. Now he's starting to leverage our system and become an authority. They're ranked number one in Google for North Home Core River Homes for sale now. And they are building that authority in, the, in that industry. So that's what I want you guys to do is really turn that, that, that page of, I'm not an agent just because I have a license. I want you to be an authority and have people attracted to you and truly add so much value to the marketplace that they can't not work with you anymore. And that's what's going to happen for so many of you. It absolutely does. And the thing about, um, about this is that we, your phone rings, it's different. When you're chasing clients, you know, kind of the hamster wheel type of marketing, mm -hmm. you're always the one chasing people. When you start to establish yourself as the authority, what happens is, is that people are calling you. Your phone's ringing. It's a much different conversation when they're calling you to talk to you because they've seen your information and content. You already have 90% of the deal closed. It's yep. easy, right? When you start doing this on a regular basis, when you walk into a, an appointment, a listing appointment, a buyer appointment, and they fill up like, like they already know you and trust you and you're the authority, you already have such of a competitive edge and advantage over someone else. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I mean, it just makes so much sense. We have students that we have been teaching anywhere from you know, four months to to 18 months whose businesses have just completely changed from selling two homes you know, uh, a year to now closing 60. And it's all because they will say, it's my video content and properly distributing it and getting it out there. If they give one advice at all, when I was asking, what's one bit of advice? And they say, video content, properly distributing it, right? Making sure that you're not just doing it, but you're putting it on the right channels and getting it out there in front of people. It works wonders. And, you know, I got to say, Trevor, I, I'm totally, you know, you and I, it's like, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror and listening to you talk sometimes because I, I speak your language. I hear you. We just need everyone, um, everyone to really get it, you know? And yep. so that's why I wanted to have Trevor on here because he does specialize in content marketing. His company carrot really, really makes it easy for people. And we need to start protecting ourselves as agents and lenders so that we are recession proof or discount broker proof. 
you know, we're Zillow proof. We're, we're, we're open door proof. We've got to be different and people still need us. But just like the travel agent who is no longer in existence, except for the ones that specialized and niched, we need to make sure that we show our value add, that we stand out in front of crowds as the authority so that people go, hey, I pick you. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to get, get out here. And it's not as hard as it thinks. It's just a little bit different. It just takes a little bit of time. I love it. I love it. Guys, I, I, what I want you guys to do is this. I was talking with one, one of our clients, um, Aaron, he's up in Washington and he was walking through how they grew so fast the first year and it was doing exactly what Krista teaches. Well, I don't know if exactly, you know, but it was, it was the same model of what Krista teaches. And I was asking him like, dude, how did you do half a million dollars in commissions your first year? And, and, and y'all, it's, it's, it's implementing a strategy like Krista has. So first of all, if you guys have not joined her darn coaching program, go do it. Um, go, go. There's probably a link somewhere to click. I don't say that I don't make any money here. I just know that when we work with Krista's students, they come in so much more prepared to succeed. And, and it's something where, where we were talking about it the other day, um, where we were going shoot. So Josh, uh, Josh and our team, he leads the, the, the real estate agent onboarding calls, onboarding process. And we were going through what are, what are some of the problems of some agents who are coming in as far as ones who are winning, ones who aren't. And he goes, man, the ones who come in that are having more success have two things in common. Um, the first one is they've gone through our webinar that I teach in, in this in more detail and they're, they're prepped for it. And then number two is like they're Krista students and because they're already bought into content. And so guys, Aaron made half a million dollars his first year leveraging video in a smart way on Facebook. And if you guys want the same thing, go to Chris's program, get her coaching program, and then come to us. And we'd love to then help you then take that content you're, you're creating and amplify it on Google. So you've got the one-two punch. You've got content you're starting to create because Chris is great coaching program and the support you get in there. And then number two, and, and that goes on social media in a big way. Um, she's, they, they also teach uh, Google and YouTube on there too. But then come over to us and then help, we'll help you amplify that in a, in a greater way on the Google side, just like we've helped with Chris and a lot of our students. So go get her awesome. coaching program and then come to us. Yes, it, it, it's awesome. Trevor, you've been great. I, hopefully if you're, if you're listening to this, you caught on. If not, I'll make sure I get a copy of your, of your um, link to put in with this for, that, for the more extended version of that. Yep. And um, I'm also going to put in a, uh, a niche video that you can go to. So you can go to kristamayshore.com and I'm going to give you um, access to uh, a niche video that talks about different aspects of niching, how you can niche. And so it really, really makes it nice and simple and breaks it down easy for you if you're a real estate agent or a lender. So thank you everyone. I'm fired up. Thank you for listening. Trevor, thanks for being here. Is there anything you'd like to say, you know, prior to leaving any last words of wisdom? Man, I, I, I think the biggest thing is just be consistent. You know, it's like when, yes. when, when I was talking before about the brick wall versus the hamster wheel, I'm not saying not to do the hamster wheel stuff, just recognize that to build something great and to build momentum, it takes time and it, it's not easy at the start. You know, it, it's not easy to push a, a rock up a hill at the start, but once you get to the top, it starts rolling itself. So look for consistency, try to build momentum. Um, don't just be running on the hamster wheel and do something that's going to really be, be lasting for you in a year and two years and three years and five years where it can keep working for you rather than you work for it. And don't give up. Like I love that you said yep. it takes time. It really does take time. We find with our students around around four or five months is kind of the sweet spot if they've been mm -hmm. consistent because it all starts to click, right? And people yep. are seeing them and they, they break down barriers. Think about it. Buyers and sellers, they take three to six to nine plus months to do anything. Mm -hmm. So when you first start, you're not, you know, you're not really reaching everyone immediately, but as they continue to see you over and over and over again, the momentum builds and all of a sudden 
it's like all the work you did month one, two, three, four, it just hits and goes crazy. So I'm Trevor, gonna, I really appreciate it. Go ahead. I'm going to finish with this. So uh, this is a canvas I, I put on my wall this year. Every single year I put a new canvas on my wall. I'll, I'll show it again. And it's always like, what's the theme that I want to have for the year? Okay. What's the theme that I want to have for the year? I've got these other ones over here. Uh, that one's actions express priorities from, from two years ago. I was doing a lot of things that uh, a lot of things I said were priority. My actions weren't showing that uh, last year was the ultimate goal as an entrepreneur isn't money. It's complete, complete control of your time. So last year was a big systems year for me. I was really pulling away, building my team, building systems this year. This is it. I was going into this year and, and I was even being challenged myself by some limiting beliefs. Yeah, that I, a little bit. I want to see it. Okay. There you go. Yeah, right there. I, I had some limit, some limiting beliefs that I had. And so I want to read this to you guys on the podcast. Uh, this, this, this one says it doesn't matter what is true. Only what you believe is true because with work, it will become true. Let me read it again. It I doesn't matter. That. It doesn't matter what is true. Only what you believe is true because with work, it will become true. And that's the first thing you guys need to do. You guys need to believe that you can do this. You need to believe you can go out there and thrive in the market. You, can, you need to believe that you can and will be an authority. And with work, it will become true. If you've got the limiting beliefs right now holding you back, that's the number one thing you need to work on. Guys, go out there, believe in yourself and go crush it. Yes, energy goes where focus flows. So believe that you can do it and you can. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. And that's yep. so true. That's one of the biggest barriers that we find. We, re we realize that we got to deal with people's mindset first and getting them to understand that they believe it, they deserve it, they can. Once we get them through that, man, they just can annihilate it. So mm -hmm. thank you so much, Trevor, for being here. We, you were awesome. I totally appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching and listening. And as always, everyone, make it a great home selling and buying day. And when you do what you love, people love what you do. Cannot wait to see you next time. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks for taking the time to tune in out of your busy day. I appreciate it. Do you have big dreams? I think you do, and that's why you're listening to this podcast and probably others. Maybe you're ready to start closing one or two more deals a month, or maybe you want to feel secure enough to go from part-time agent to full-time career. Whatever it is, I know that I can help. The truth is, there is a better way of doing business. If you're struggling to make ends meet, or you're constantly feeling like you're being pulled away from your family to answer clients, it's not your fault. That's what we were taught. Most agents feel just like you do, and I remember feeling the exact same way. But there's a new way to do business, and it's at your fingertips. All you have to do is go to www.themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve a call today with one of my business development coaches. They're going to take it 20 minutes to actually review your strategy and to talk to you about what the next steps are. We've helped over 600 agents across the nation in small markets and in large markets absolutely change their business. Now, here's the deal. Don't be afraid. There's no pressure. There's no pitch. In fact, we need to see if you're a good fit for our program. And if all this call does is actually help you craft a plan and look in more detail over the next 30 days to get one or two more clients, wouldn't it be worth it? Well, of course it would. Now you've got big dreams, but what have you done recently to put those dreams into action? We can help you. Go to themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast. Again, themayshoreblueprint.com slash podcast and reserve your call today. Don't let fear hold you back. There's a new way of doing business and we've found it. See you soon. Come back and join us five days a week, every Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out kristamayshore.com backslash podcasts for free downloads and resources.